This is Jeff Cooper, and we welcome you to a Disney News On Parade. Today's update is all about Disney Springs. It's uh, been a little while since the uh, the uh, shopping, retail, entertainment complex reopened to the public. It's a good opportunity to kind of get a sense of what's going on. And there's a lot going on from news with Cirque du Soleil to AMC reopening to new co-op stores, merchandise, and so much more. So join us for this Disney News on Parade and know that the podcast that is coming following this is actually going to be a history. It's going to be part one in a larger history of Disney Springs, starting with the Disney Village Marketplace. So be sure to check out that uh, podcast as it comes on board as well. Let's uh, start at the Marketplace Co-op. You know, the NBA experience is over on the West End. It's taken the space of our uh, beloved Disney Quest. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, maybe enough merchandise wasn't being sold over there. There's so many problems on the West End. We're going to uh, talk about that a little later. But in the in, in the interim, they've taken the men's uh uh, the men's clothing section that was in the uh, market co-op, it usually has been referred to as 28 and Main. 28 reference to 1928 when uh, Mickey Mouse was born. And uh, and they've had some great shirts. They had, in fact, they actually had a 28 and Main brand that was when they first opened the co-op. And I love those shirts. I still have a few of them. I have worn those shirts many of them celebrating different attractions like Big Thunder Mountain in the parks and so forth. Well, all that has shifted out and now it is called NBA Experience. They have taken retail that was uh, available at the NBA Experience on the other side of um, Disney Springs and they've brought it into a co-op um, location here. They've also... Um, created one other thing between that men's store and the um, uh, adjacent, what has been kind of the kitchen wares section of the co-op. And it's kind of a alleyway or hallway kind of leading toward guest relations and the photo area. They've created a section called Made By You with the D in made um, being uh, in the Disney script. And what it essentially is, is if you remember, uh, Hanes opened up a kind of make your own t-shirt store um, over uh, a, uh, a few stores down and, and operated for a number of years. This is that same kind of thing. You go in and you identify a t-shirt that you, t-shirt design that you might like. Uh, one's of Orange Bird, one's of The Child from Mandalorian, another uh, has the Disney pass holder. And you can add you know, like your family uh, name to it or something too. And I've seen folks walking around with these uh, make your own shirts. But at any rate, that kiosk, and, and it's a kiosk right there that you can order from, that is uh, right there at, um, at the uh, co-op store as well. Now, Let's talk about World of Disney. It is the signature retail venue at Disney Springs, and it is uh, always popular. 
Because of COVID, they have been regulating the number of guests who come in and out. That became um, a problematic one evening when I was there. In fact, they've had so many guests at night that they have started this queue that runs uh, into a parking lot area back behind the co-op, um, which is, they remember the co-op used to be where the athletic store was for many years. At any rate, they've had this, and I'll show, by the way, don't miss uh, DisneyAppPlay.com where we have in our show notes page lots of photos showcasing all of this to you. Um, but they have set up for very long queues for people who want to get into World of Disney to make uh, purchases. I'm not saying that they are all in line for the Disney Jungle Cruise Adventure board game, a voyage of mystery and misfortune. However, <laughs> um, the, the crowds have been very popular. There's been a lot of new merchandise. And at the heart of this thing is this Jungle Cruise board game. I went over after uh, David Zanola had asked if I might be able to pick up one of the games and so I went over one evening, that's when with rain and queues outside, it was just a mess getting in, got in, and there was a whole area for Jungle Cruise merchandise, some t-shirts, some toys, and the game, but the game was sold out. So I come back another two or three days later, first thing in the morning, and I ask one of the hosts, and she says, yeah, it's right here. Just that. And she turns and looks and the whole table was completely gone. And she goes and asks a few people and then another few people ask them other people. And finally somebody radios. Yeah, we took them out today. Um, all the merchandise was removed out of Disney Springs and allegedly taken maybe to the Magic Kingdom, which is a little weird because retail wise, other than the Pirate Arcade section as you exit Pirates of the Caribbean, the other portions of um, retail space have largely been closed, minus the Sunglass um, sunglass Hut um, location. The rest has been kind of closed off. Um, a lot of retail locations are closed in the parks as you visit them, and I've posted some photos of those. So I was like, well, why would they have put it over there, and where would they put it? Well, maybe they just put it on Main Street, I haven't had a chance to get over there. Went back yesterday just to take another look. Sure enough, not there. Looked, well, have you tried board games? Yeah, I tried board games. I tried looking all over. Could not find this Jungle Cruise game. And, and people didn't seem to think that it was around. Lo and behold, what should happen? But I get a text from David. You haven't bought that game yet because I've got another friend who is over at World of Disney and has purchased it. And sure enough, I have a picture of it. In fact, there are a whole bunch of games for sale. So this, I don't know how long this is going to go, but this Disney Cruise Adventure game, which uh, last I looked on Amazon, isn't available there either. Very, very popular. What's also popular, especially this time of year, is Halloween merchandise. And Disney, again, I've got some photos of this. Lots of cool merchandise. I love the um, light up and glow uh, Mickey Halloween um, uh, pumpkins. Um, they also, you know how you've had the, the Mickey Halloween lights that are on a string, which we use for our Mickey Halloween tree. Um, there, 
they're selling lights with the Mickey pumpkins, but also with um, kind of like candies, wrapped candies on them and candy corn candies um, attached to them. So lots of cool merchandise, lots of merchandise tied uh, to the Haunted Mansion. And so you can get um, some very unique, very different gifts there um, tied to that attraction. And by the way, the World of Disney isn't the only place to find unique Halloween merchandise. When you go to the Art of Disney store, you got to check out the Haunted Mansion guitar by Craig uh, Fraser, and it is stunningly gorgeous. I don't know where I'd put that in my house, and I'm not sure that even if I did know how to play guitar, I'd want to play that because it is so beautiful. It retails at thirteen thousand dollars. Um, but you gotta, you gotta come check it out. Meanwhile, other merchandise out there, some really kind of cool, some really kind of off the wall. I would say off the wall would be the collection of women's spandex and windbreaker jackets and t-shirts all related to the purple wall in Tomorrowland. Um, don't know who would wear that. Um, another display, lots of merchandise featuring Mulan. Since it is about to open on Disney Plus um, in, uh, uh, in their premium service. And uh, so you can see a number of dolls and um, outfits and clothes. Very cool collection of, um, of Mulan things. And then the last thing, you have to take a look at this on my notes page to appreciate it. But it's a t-shirt featuring Todd and Copper. Now, you are a true Disney fan if you know who Todd and, Todd and Copper are because they're both from The Fox and The Hound. In fact, it's really quite funny because we actually named our, our dog Copper. And, um, and that was, I thought that was, I thought that was kind of cool. And I was mentioning it to a good friend of mine and he started laughing. He goes, I said, what's so funny about, about naming your dog Copper? Oh, nothing. But you should know that this is why we named our son Todd. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, Todd and Copper on a t-shirt. I should send that to Todd. Uh, he deserves to have, I know that uh, uh, he should have a Todd and Copper t-shirt. At any rate, lots of great merchandise over at World of Disney. Lots of new stuff. Even though the park's been closed, they're ready to put out merchandise and um, just check it out. So in the category of coming, going, and not so sure, yeah, um, let's head around um, Disney Springs. And first off is the Edison... Um, which is adjacent to Maria and Enzo's and then also to Enzo's Hideaway. Don't know if you've been to those. I've done Enzo's Hideaway and the Edison. Haven't had a chance to do Maria and Enzo's and I'm kind of waiting for the COVID thing to go down. I'm still a little anxious about dining indoors, although that is a large space indoors. I shouldn't be too concerned about that. And of course, they're socially distancing the tables. But they're beautiful restaurants. You definitely want to check it out. Enzo's Hideaway is totally... A lot of people don't know about Enzo's Hideaway. Um, there is a sign advertising, but nobody quite knows. It's not 
a physical destination. You just kind of go inside this wall. And what it is, is, is back in the day of Pleasure Island, the dressing rooms for the performers who performed at whatever it might be, Adventures Club, Mannequins, or on the main uh, performance, um, or uh, the main um, Pleasure Island stage, their dressing rooms were underneath the the walkway just before you kind of hit that that bridge and ramp that goes down to the west side all of that is actually a dressing room underneath it and when pleasure island went away and when they reinvented this whole space they took the dressing rooms and made them into enzo's hideaway so you can actually go down there you can actually connect with the other um restaurants while you're in there they share the same restrooms and so forth. So it's kind of funky down there. You got to check it out. Uh, Rainforest Cafe, it um, also opened about a week and a half ago, um, which is great news. Now, uh, Rainforest Cafe at Disney's Animal Kingdom had opened with Disney's Animal Kingdom and T-Rex Cafe opened, I want to say about a few days or a week after Disney Springs initially opened, but they've kept this Rainforest Cafe open closed for quite a while and it's just been the last couple of weeks that they've opened up if you're not aware um t-rex and rainforest are owned by landry's and they are a major nationwide specialty restaurant um experience company and they have recently laid off about forty thousand workers across its casinos hotels and restaurants and they've furloughed nearly 70% of its nationwide workforce. These, this is how impacted people are from, from COVID. It's, it's owned by Houston billionaire uh, Tillman uh, Fertitta. And um, Landry's has, a, in just the Orlando area, Landry's has about 14 um, restaurants in the area, many of them on Restaurant Row, which is Sand Lake. But many of them Disney. Yak and Yeti is a Landry's restaurant. Outside of Disney, if you've ever been by Sawgrass Steakhouse, that is a Landry's. And Landry's Seafood, that is also right by um, the college, um, uh, some of the college apartments um, right there. There's a Chick-fil-A nearby. Um, And the Bubba Gump restaurant at Universal, which is open, was open, I think, on day one of uh, when uh, City Walk opened. Those have been open. So Orlando's been fortunate to open most, if not all, of Landry's restaurants, but but still they're struggling, uh, just like so many uh, restaurant organizations out there. Um, Love Pop. Now, remember we talked about Marketplace Co-op about, I want to say about a year and a half ago. No, it was about, yeah, about time of the holidays. There was a little kiosk that set up inside marketplace co-op and it was called love pop and they had these specialty uh 3d cards that you know kind of come to life as you open them up and they were a hit and in fact if anything there just weren't enough of them uh to sell they moved from there um to a kiosk outside of paddlefish uh, because they were so popular well now they're building a brick and mortar location that's right next to um, Ron John as you come out of the one parking garage. So that's very cool. It uh, should be open soon. Also, Gideon's uh, Bakehouse 
that was announced um, a couple of months ago, but when you go by, you can see this um, uh, location being worked on. It's um, right across from um, Wine George, and it's coming to Disney Springs with signs that say it's coming in 2020. Um, this place actually has its roots um, here in Orlando in a place called East End Market and that has become very popular with the local crowd here. In fact, uh, although I say local, but it was named best place to get a cookie from, <laughs> not the Orlando Sentinel, although they, I think they gave him a distinction too, but from the Boston Globe, no less. Um, so very, very cool to see what comes of this as, uh, as Gideon's get ready to open. Now the remaining uh, locations that I want to talk about um, all are on the west end of Disney Springs, and there is a lot that's going on there. Some are leaving before they even arrived. Ample Hills Creamery, which had a location at Disney's Boardwalk, and it was really great ice cream. Well, they went into bankruptcy over the uh, pandemic, and... Um, they are no longer available at Boardwalk and the location, which was um, previously as kind of a silver jewelry shop, um, they're not, they had advertised going into that location, but the signage has been removed from there. Meanwhile, M&M uh, has got a signature location opening up um, just adjacent to uh, where the bowling is. And... Um, in truth, they've always had a signature location, but it has been at the Florida Mall. Now, I haven't been to the Florida Mall recently. I, no, not recently. I haven't been in like five or six years. I'm not a mall person. Um, Disney Springs is where we go for just, you know, a casual walk and entertainment and getting a bite to eat. Um, my daughter went to Florida Mall recently and was shocked at how boarded it up. And it's owned by one of the largest... Um, retailers in the country. They also own the discount um, outlets in Orlando as well. Um, but she said that a lot of stores were boarding up. Well, this M&M's is moving out of Orlando Mall. Although that I think that decision was made before the pandemic and they're moving into this location. Meanwhile, I should say they, they're actually closing that Orlando Mall location at the end of the month and they're offering discounts on all their merchandise up to about 60 percent so uh, if you if you love m&m stuff and you want a good deal on it, that now might be the time to head over there <clears throat> you'll recall that um haleo got built and it in place of wolfgang's and wolfgang's moved to another new location Haleo's a beautiful facility it has been open but it's also been closed kind of back and forth I'm I can't quite give you the current status of it it's such a big eatery for a Spanish food restaurant I mean it has received some great accolades no question about it but but is there that much of an interest for that kind of dining I'm not sure any rate, COVID-19 isn't making it easier for them. But next door, they took down Bongo's. Remember the infamous pineapple, the, the restaurant that was in part owned by Gloria Stefan. 
and they announced that Beatrix, which kind of offers this very um, casual, high-end, but very good to eat for, very good for you to eat food, um, coming in just uh, next to Haleo and across from AMC. Well, uh, take a look at my notes page and you tell me what you think because right now the construction picture I'm showing looks about the same as it was when we went into the pandemic. It looks like construction has completely stalled out on that restaurant. In fact, you could see that the construction site, which had been leveled and all dirt, now there's grass and weeds growing up in their location because it's, it's sat there for so long. So this is, and this is a big chunk of property right in the heart of the West Side. So it's going to be disappointing if this sits there for a long time not being being built because the West Side needs uh, needs a new uh, new breath of life in it. One of the things that's going to give it a new breath of life is that AMC movie theaters are finally opening this week. Now, there are some changes to that. They're opening at a 30% capacity. So they're they're separating out groups in the auditoriums. And they are requiring that you wear a mask before, during, and after the movie, unless you're enjoying food or drink. So I can see people are getting a, a bigger popcorn than ever to get them through this. At any rate, tickets for opening day were sold at 15 cents a piece for shows like Black Panther and the film version of Beauty and the Beast or Goonies and Back to the Future, kind of um, recent classics and old classics. And almost all of those movies have sold out for opening day. So they'll continue showing movies and then hopefully start working in um, the real fair as, um, as they're able to increase capacity. Um, so good news, a little cautious. But good news to see AMC finally kind of moving in. I, uh, you know, they've had the uh, fork and dine section of AMC, and there's something about eating in the dark that doesn't quite work. And the food is really kind of TGI Friday style food. But honestly, you know, it, it is kind of nice to be able to relax and enjoy eating while you watch a movie. So. Maybe that'll even be more popular than ever because uh, you won't need to wear a mask while you're while you're dining. Um, but those are already separated out seats, so it'll be interesting to see how much further they separate the guests out when they're running at thirty percent capacity for those theaters. Now, uh, the the big draw at the end of West End is Cirque du Soleil, and it appears that the calendar for the site is selling tickets beginning at November 17th. Now, it was a couple of weeks earlier than that. It's been pushed back a couple of weeks. Um, it's selling for five nights a week. It, it, it shutters on Sundays and Mondays, which it's always done. Um, their tickets are being priced at about $79 on up for adults. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Cirque du Soleil Drawn to Life show that's coming, Drawn to Life, this is how they describe it, Drawn to Life invites you into an astounding world where the art of Walt Disney animation is experienced like never before. Gather your whole family for an unforgettable leap into this amazing new show. 
a live acrobatic journey where our stage is transformed into a giant animation table. The art of Disney classic animation is reinterpreted through innovative design, acrobatic performances, dazzling choreography, uh, eclectic costuming, all new Disney animation, and an original score inspired by timeless Disney music. The show is absolutely alive with all the high-flying, mind-blowing exuberance that Cirque du Soleil is famous for. I'm excited about this show, and I hope to share my review early on when it does open. I, I was not... I'd seen... Um, uh, I had seen Lanuba several times, and there were highlights in Lanuba, but it didn't it didn't connect for me. It didn't take me there emotionally. But here you're taking, you know, the world of Disney, the music of Disney, the art of Disney, and you're merging it in with with the performances of Cirque du Soleil. I'm excited to see what they can do with that. And uh, it, it looks very promising. According, um, now, there are challenges. According to Yahoo Finance, just, I think today it was announced, lenders to Cirque du Soleil Entertainment Group, one control of the company in a court-supervised restructuring. Um, people with knowledge of the matter said, lenders are planning to inject 375 million of new capital into the Montreal-based company to restart its shows. The lenders have also agreed to keep um, Cirque's international headquarters in Montreal for at least five years. They committed to setting up a $15 million fund to pay laid off employees and another $5 million for contractors, according to the bid document, end of quote. So sounds to me like they are turning another page and getting Cirque du Soleil back up to life it's just one show at Disney. Um, there are so many when you go to Vegas. But, um, but let's hope that they can, because I'm telling you the energy and, and the, the dynamic feel of having Cirque shows down there and the restaurants running and, and Splitsville and hopefully NBA Experience will, will be able to get back up and running, although it was never too successful from my observation. But AMC movie theaters, I mean, there's a vibe. There is a whole vibe in that section and it just hasn't been felt in a long time. It's gone through a lot of struggle to get there. Cirque's been down for several years, so it's highly overdue. Um, so that's kind of the, from one end to the other, from market co-op to World of Disney to uh, West End, kind of what's happening at Disney Springs. I have to say in, in the show notes page, I put some additional photos, some Lego sculptures from Star Wars and from Frozen 2 that I had never seen. And I'm there usually, I mean, before pre-COVID, I was there usually about two to three times a month. Um, I've been there probably a couple of times a month since it's reopened. The other thing I saw is, you know, there's an overhang area where you go in where they're shopping and it's all um, roofed over. I had never noticed these Disney animal silhouettes that uh, hang in the ceiling. I'd never seen that. And when I saw it the other day, it made me think how much of 
uh, of Disney Springs really hasn't been shared. Now, I'll be very honest. When the um, when Disney Springs reopened, there was some controversy that I had heard of within Imagineering Circles that said, "Hey, look, you're not doing enough to this. This is this is not enough theming." But and and there are some who felt like it should have been a much more immersive themed experience than what it's become. That said, I think it's come of its own. And if we can get past the COVID thing, I think it will reemerge. I mean, before COVID, the holidays, that place was packed full of people. There was so much energy, so much vibe. I miss the the little groups that were playing every few feet away from each other. Uh, just all of those things. So it made me realize how much there is in the heritage and in the themes and in the details of, uh, of Disney Springs. So in that spirit, we're going to keep every month or so offering an update um, on what's happening at Disney Springs. We'll, more immediate things we'll include in other Disney News on Parade updates. But we're also going to start um, providing uh, a heritage series on Disney Springs, um, starting with the Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village is what it was originally named. It became the Walt Disney World Village and Village Marketplace. Uh, stay tuned for our next podcast because we're going to share some history. We're going to share some stories. We're going to share some comparisons of what was and what there is today. So make sure you join us for our next uh, Disney uh, on Parade podcast because we have so much to share. In the meantime, if you get a chance, please go to iTunes. Give us a positive rating if you feel good about what you get from our podcast. Uh, make sure, if you can, share us a good word. Share a good word with others. Just uh, let other people know we're grateful to see the continual growth of people who are coming and seeing this podcast and are listening to this podcast. And we appreciate you in particular joining us. Thanks so much. As we always say at the get, at the end of our podcast, um, because of the uh, my favorite one of my favorite attractions, Sinbad Storybook Voyage in Tokyo Disney Sea, the song written by Alan Menken says, "Follow the compass of your heart." So we invite you follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you. Yes.